Amen. While you are standing, I invite your attention to the gospel recorded by Dr. Luke. Luke chapter number 2. And let's read together verses 1 through 7. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible, but whatever translation you have, uh, let's read out loud together. Remember uh, that uh, as a congregation, we have entered covenant to read the Bible at least 15 minutes a day as a congregation. And, uh, amen. Let me say that again. As a congregation, we have entered covenant to read the Bible as a congregation at least 15 minutes a day. <clears throat> and next year, the Lord delay is coming as a congregation. We're going to read the Pentateuch. I don't want to say we'll read the whole Bible. Some of y'all may just fall out if I said that. So we're just going to try to read the Pentateuch, the first five books of, of the Bible, all right? So that's going to, we'll start that January the 1st. While you're eating your black-eyed peas, you can just turn to Genesis and start reading. Have you found it? If you don't have a Bible, look on with someone. Amen. This is the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Let's read out loud verses 1 through Seven, all right, Luke chapter 2. And it came to pass in the old days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone in his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife being great with child and so it was that while they were there days were accomplished that she should be delivered and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. Amen. The grass withereth, the flower faded away, but the word of our God shall stand forever. That last phrase of verse number seven, because there was no room for them in the end. I just want to tag this text. I want to talk about no room. Amen. No room. Amen. You may be seated. No, no room. Amen. No room. There was no room for them in the end. Uh, when I have time, I love watching HGTV. And they have so many shows on HGTV dealing with home renovations and home restorations. And, and most of uh, the renovation and restoration 
they always make room in the kitchen and particularly in the master's bedroom and suite. And I love watching when they have finished the before and after pictures. So before the renovation and then after. And uh, uh, particular, the gangs up in Waco have become millionaires and from doing home restorations and and uh, and and to show what can be done with a little determination. Take an old rundown, beat up house, and putting some sweat equity and material, and you will have almost a mansion. And because of the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus, we can have a before and after picture. <laughs> because, because of the birth of this child, we have a before and after. Sometimes... Uh, uh, you might want to share with some, you can't share all of it, but share some of your before. Amen. Before. Amen. I was telling the church on Wednesday in one of our services that you can't share everything. If I, amen. If I told you all some of my before, some of y'all wanted to declare the pulpit vacant this morning. Amen. He did what? You know, before. But because of the birth of this baby, we have a before and after. All of us are ex-something. And you all are so sometimes the people, your before and after. And I just want to remind you this morning that the main reason for the season is Jesus Christ. Amen. Don't, don't get it twisted. Amen. The main reason for the season. You see, because we live in a capitalistic society and anything in this country, if it makes money, we will keep it around. Amen. That's why, that's why slavery got outdated because it was no longer economically feasible to keep a bunch of slaves. So us is this free already. Right, because... <laughs> That's why everybody know abortion is killing the baby, but it's a, a billion dollar business. So we find a way to justify anything that'll make money in this country, uh, we will keep it around. You might well get ready for it. Willie Nelson and his gang, they trying to get, and by this time next year, they may have marijuana legalized. So you can tell Pookie and them that they ain't got to hide now. They, all right, amen. Because anything in this country that will make money, we will find a way to keep it around. Uh, Christmas now is the biggest spending entity in the nation. And this year alone, America will spend over a trillion dollars on somebody else's birthday. Show you how messed up we are, amen. How, how will you feel? Y'all know how I feel about August 10th. It really make me feel sad. On my birthday, y'all bought you a gift and then give me nothing. And then 
and then bragged about it. <laughs> Amen. We'll spend over a trillion dollars on his birthday. And notice Jesus never told us to remember his birth. He told us to remember his death. We'll spend the average American will spend at least seven hundred dollars spending on Christmas. And let me quickly add, uh, little or no that seven hundred dollars will be spent on the pastor. Amen. Just I throw that in while I was in that. See, I, oh, bless his name. Then let's move on. Then some of y'all will spend more, seven hundred dollars on the, and yet we come to his house and give him a tip. Oh, he's been good. You see, if you learn to bless his house, he will bless your house. Amen. Amen. Second Corinthians 9, 7, C said, For God loveth a cheerful giver. And if you bless his house, he'll bless your house. The Lord bless next year. We will give, we should have given it this year. I think we probably gave close to two million, but this congregation should be giving three to five million dollars. Got one half plan. Thank you now, Elder. Amen. Because when we get the real reason for the season, we will understand that God will bless us if we bless his house. All dressed up. Driving a sixty-five to $75,000 car, living in over $300,000 home, and drive three miles and give God a dollar. Amen. Amen. Shame on us. Amen. Amen. No room. Amen. Well, first of all, I just want to lift up two things. No room. First of all, verses one through five shows God cares. William Barclay says that the fact of Jesus' birth is the final and immeasurable proof that God cares. You sing a song years ago, when the world seemed cold and your friends are few, there is someone who cares for you. With tears stained, when tears in your eyes and your heart bleed inside, there is someone who cares for you. And that's why I never before in my life seen so many people who act like they are abandoned that God doesn't care. God cares about you. If you had been the only person on planet earth, Jesus would have still came for you because God cares for you. St. Augustine said that God loves each and every one of us as if we are the only ones he has to love. And then Augustine also said that God loves us enough to leave us alone. Amen. But God cares. Tell your neighbor God cares. I don't know what you're going through, but let me tell you what. God cares. Cares about you. In this we see the divine appointment of God. In the divine appointment of God. You see the prophet Micah has said back in Micah chapter 5 verse number 2. That Jesus will be born in Bethlehem. Micah was a real prophet. And I know some of y'all get all your information from the prophet and the prophetess. But Micah was a real prophet. 
You see, a real prophet of God, if they said it, it came to pass. And then, and then Moses instructed the children of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 18 that if someone spoke presumptuously and it didn't come to pass, to kill them. The prophet Micah said he was born. But that was a problem. The problem was that Mary and Joseph lived in Nazareth, some 80 miles away. But the prophet had said, the child will be born in Bethlehem. Notice God. Notice. You see, God keeps his word. And that's why I'm hooked on this book. What's wrong with a whole lot of saints? You're not reading the book. That's why you're worrying. You don't know the word. Isaiah 48, a grass withereth, it, the flower fade away, but the word of our God is going to stand forever. Psalms 119, uh, 11 said, I've hid thy word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalm 119, 89 said, thy word is settled in heaven. Psalm 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Matthew 24, 35, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. We need to know the word of God. You see, if you're going to be a disciple, if you're going to move from church membership to discipleship, you must know the word. Jesus said in John 8, 30 through 32, if ye continue my word, then ye are my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth. Truth shall make you free. God, God has a plan. Jeremiah 29, 11 talks about God thoughts toward us are good thoughts. Amen. God got a plan for our lives. And God has to fulfill his word. So how do he get Mary and Joseph in Nazareth? They should be 80 miles away in Bethlehem. How to get them where they should be? God used this heathen king called Caesar Augustus to declare that all the world be taxed. <laughs> you, see, you see, Caesar was ruling, but God was in control. Amen. Amen. That's why I don't worry about these heathens nowadays, whether in the White House and the Governor House or in your house. Amen. God is in control. Amen. That's why I don't stay up all night worrying. There's no need. There ain't no need. Because, see, God never slumbers nor sleep. And one of us need to get a good night's rest. I'm going to bed. Amen. Now, if I look bad, it's not because I'm worrying, because I know he is in control. Yes, sir. God, oh, uh, Caesar popping his gums and thinking he's bad and he's just working out God's plan. You see, that's a, you see, in God's care, you see the divine providence of God. You see the sovereignty of God. And, and, and God going to ultimately get us where he want us to be. Some of y'all fussing God because God moved you from Wherever you are, brought you to Austin, you fussing. And God just trying to get you in a place where he can birth some more in your life. And you fussing. Amen. That guy left you and no children, thought they were doing something. God just set you up for a blessing and you, you right here fussing. God will get us to the place where he want us to be. 
so he can birth some new things in our lives. Oh, God was blessing me in Terrell at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, but God had greater blessings for me here at the St. James Baptist Church. So when I came, I didn't come fussing. I came because I understood the divine providence of God. What looked like a defeat became a victory. What looked like a defeat became a setup for God getting the glory. If anybody ought to be saying amen, there's those of us who know that God was behind the scene. And what folk thought they were doing to hurt us, it was really setting us up for the blessings of God. God was trying to position us to be where he wanted to really bless us. Yes, sir. Amen. Austin, Austin is my third city I live in. I don't complain because I know there's a divine author at work behind the scenes. The other person got the promotion last year, but then God is setting you up next year. Somebody say next year. You're if you, if you stay faithful, see, you, you, got, you got to be. That's why I believe, that's why uh, uh, I'll, be, I'll be sharing next Sunday with you guys. I'll, I'll, I'll stay on the scene for 2019 where we're going to start a, a membership roundup. Just start inviting at least 50 people on Sunday a week to church because, see, God can bless you anywhere, but when you are obedient, he really blesses you, see. And there is a blessing in coming to the house of the Lord. David said, I was glad. He said unto me, let us go house of the Lord. Over here in the Lord's house. Oh, he could have blessed you at the house. He could have blessed you in your king's side bed while you watching Sling and Hula. He could have blessed you there. But he want to bless us. He want to see how faithful we going to be. You're faithful going everywhere else. You're faithful going to Planet Fitness, going to YMCA, going to play bingo, going to play spade. He wants to see you going to be faithful coming to his house. And it's in his house, in his appointed place, where he meets us and blesses us in a unique way. Got to get him. That way he said, how much can I get? Because he knows some of y'all ain't going to come to church as long as Barack was in the White House. Because some of us black folk, we thought everything was all right. He finally got a black man in the white house. Doc, we're going to have chitlins every day now. <laughs> Doc, good times going to roll. I'm going to do the fresh. <laughs> but then a few years ago, God said, oh, they're not half coming. I'll set them up. <laughs> so all of a sudden, a fella named Trump come in. <laughs> oh, bless his name. And, that, and you got black atheists now trying to find out what time is service, what time Cause God has a way of getting you to the place where you need to be. And all he wants to do is bless us. Kind of be in his place where he wants us to be. Amen. I'm fascinated in verse number uh, two. Number two, you see Syria there, still around. I pray they want to bring our troops out of Syria. All that. God want to get you. God want to get you. Get you. Get you. So he can bless you. That's all God trying to do. Hey, hey, hey. Don't you know this is a setup this morning? Every time you come to church, God trying to get, because maybe this Sunday you will pay attention. Turn off your dadgum cell phone and pay attention to the word long enough. And you might hear a word from the Lord that will change your life. All he's trying to do is just bless you. 
But you got to be in a place where he wants you to bleed. He's not going to bless you in the clubs. I know some of y'all still got one foot in the club, still got the stamp on your hand. They're going to try to come in here and sing joy to the world. Joy to Stay at home. <laughs> God ain't going to bless no mess. Stop struggling with God. Stop fighting with God. God is trying to get you to a place where he can bless you even more. You ain't got to stretch no lottery ticket. Well, bless his name. I'm, amen. I, amen. My wife asked me now. My wife asked me, why do you go? I went to the barber shop on Friday. My wife, why are you going? Why you? That's an inside joke. She said, why you? I said, I just go now for the fellowship. Amen. Amen. Just, just go for the fellowship. Amen. Amen. Ain't too much work to do. She, matter of fact, she ought to be paying me, but I just go for the fellowship. And in that Friday afternoon in the barbershop, we, one guy from another church, we came in there and we started singing gospel songs. We were singing, turned the barbershop into a worship center. And then five minutes later, he goes out and come back in with a lottery ticket. <laughs> God want to bless you. You ain't got to go scratching. Amen. With your little, with your little itching self. Amen. You ain't got to. God want to bless you. If we be obedient and be in his place and obedient to his word, he'll bless us. He'll birth new ministries. The best is yet to come. God had to get Abraham away from his family. God had to get Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, David, Gideon down to bless us. And here we are on Sunday morning. God got a blessing waiting on us and we at Bedside Baptist. Metris, Methodist mattress and pillar, Pentecostal pillar. Amen. And they won't know why God, oh, I don't feel nothing now. Because well, you you're you in the wrong place. Get, God want to bless you. God is trying to set us up to be blessed because God cares. But then secondly and finally, not only does God care, look here, uh, verses 6 and 7, when Mary was espoused to Joseph, when they got there, the time came for her to deliver. She was engaged to Joseph, and they had to have him in the inn because there was no room. Secondly, they make room for Jesus. You know, that, that's nothing, nothing heavy. Just make, make room for Jesus. Look at, look at the humble beginnings of our Savior. He could have come as a conquering king riding on white prancing steeds, but he came as a baby, born in poverty, so he could identify with humanity. See, a lot of us know what it is to be in poverty because a lot of us was born in poverty. Paul said in Philippians 2, 7, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of of man. Jesus said in Matthew 23 and 12, he said, and whosoever shall exalt himself shall be made a base, but he who humbles himself shall be exalted. What a sad commentary. The world then and the world today don't have room for Jesus. Look at many of us at church if you're not careful, we'll get so busy doing church work that we don't have time for Jesus. We'll be so caught up with our careers and what we are trying to do 
with our own personal agendas that we don't have room for Jesus. No Bible reading, no Bible study, no prayer meeting, no evangelism, no meditation, no fasting, no consistency in church attendance because we don't have room for Jesus. And that's why every time we preach as preachers who announce the unsuchable riches of Christ, we're not just bumping our gums. Every time I preach, I'm announcing that there was purpose in my proclamation. We're trying to get people to make room for Jesus. That's why we preach. That's why we sing. That's why we worship. And we're trying to get men and women, boys and girls, to make room for him. The Apostle John said in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open up the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. All we trying to do, you see, the door of your heart, the, the, the doorknob is on the inside. God will not commit ecclesiastical rape. He's not going to make you do anything. You all know my testimony. If I can make people get saved, I get somebody's shotgun and park my pickup right out here on MLK. And every time some Negro, white person, or Hispanic, or whatever ethnicity stop at that red light, I run up with my gun, put that shotgun on them, Say, get saved. Then I go to the malls. I go down to Boynton Creek. I go to Lake Line, particularly tomorrow. Be out there standing in, as they go in into the mall with my gun and making folk get saved. But you can't do that. Whosoever will. Let him come. See, I'm glad today that going on 47 years ago, second Sunday in August, about 3 o'clock p.m. at the old Parkview Missionary Baptist Church building in Longview, Texas, I made room for Jesus. I, I, I remember my life was so empty. I remember wanting to take my own life. I, I, I remember the emptiness and the darkness that was in my heart. And I still remembered what my mama told me. If you make room for Jesus, if you invite him in, he will come in. And I made him my choice. I made room for Jesus. I, and I tell you what this morning, and I'm glad about it. You see, there are some things I did I'm still embarrassed about. Some things I did, I tell you, I wouldn't tell you about it. Even my wife don't know about it. I, there are some things I did I am still sad about it. 
but there's one thing I did that I'm still glad about it and that is I made room for Jesus yes sir if you make room for him he's already made room for you because Jesus said in John 14 2 and 3 in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you uh, I will come again uh, and receive you unto myself uh, that where I am uh, that we you may be also uh, yes sir there are uh, no room in the end for the king uh, but there is room uh, at the cross for you 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 can't celebrate Christmas uh, without talking about Calvary. You cannot have a cradle without a cross. And I'm so glad, so glad, I'm glad, so glad, I'm glad, and I made room for Jesus. May God bless you. And when he came in, he brought gifts. He gave me love. He gave me peace. He gave me joy. He gave me happiness. When he came in, he filled my heart with so much love. Glad I made room for him. Anybody else won't he put? Running in your feet, clapping in your hand. When you make room for Jesus, He will make the joy bell ring. Yes, He will. Yes, He will. Yes, He will. Made room. May God bless you. You see, I can't, I love seeing children open their gifts on Christmas morning. Yeah, we got a house full of grandkids. Uh-huh, and that Nana already bought and spent pawpaw money on Christmas morning but you know how kids are on Christmas morning they can hardly sleep they have sleep and on Christmas morning they get up and run to the tree and you give them one gift and they happen they tear it open and start jumping and give them another they tear it open and the Holy Ghost said that's the way it should be whatever every child of God when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he done for me my soul said yeah 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 my soul said yeah oh my soul cause I made room I made room I made room 
Jesus and he will I said he will 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 put a running in your feet clapping in your hand oh make room Make room for him. May God bless you. Sing because I'm happy. Sing because I'm free. Because I made room. Hey, if the Lord let me live a long time, and if I can't preach too long, if I can just wave my hand and let the world know I, I made room. Oh, for Jesus. Somebody say yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 I made room. Yeah. God bless you. Amen. People want us to be quiet. The world making all the noise but they want us to come to church and look like we've been sucking on persimmons not so with this kid <laughs> because Jesus I made room for him and he picked me up Turn me around. He placed my feet on solid ground. Oh, oh, every day I love him more and more. And I'm going to tell it everywhere I go. Make room for Jesus. Make room for Jesus. Make room for Jesus. And he will. Come in so much joy. No room. Make room. Get rid of some folk. Matter of fact, that's a folk in your life. Y'all will kick out. Get out in the way. Get on out of here. You can't make room for them. Still hold on that bottle. Put it down. Unroll your marijuana. I'm making room. And if you make room for him. He's already made room for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the name of our Christ.